All right, and we're live. Welcome to Filmaholics Entertainment Podcast. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode. This is episode one of the Filmaholics Entertainment Podcast, a.k.a. FEP. Uh, you are listening to Sexy Kev. I'm here today with Vu. You want to say hi to Vu to the, to the people, the thousands of listeners around the world? How's it going, everyone? Excited to be here. <laughs> nice. Nice. And then we also yeah. have Brad here today as well. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode. There we go. You'll be seeing these three pretty faces. Uh, hopefully going forward, we'll be adding friends throughout. But really what the point of this podcast here is just to come from the perspective of casual lovers of film. My, as, as you can say, my name is Kevin. Uh, behind me, just give you a little bit of background here, you'll see three of my favorite films. We got Star Wars, Logan, and The Dark Knight, three of the greatest films of all time. And I would like to say I'm a big sci-fi slash fantasy slash comic lover, but I've also seen every kind of movie under the sun. I've got that A-list pass, baby. Let's go. Uh, Vu, if you want to give a little bit of a background on yourself for the people out there listening all around the world. How's it going, guys? I'm starting to become more of an ad watcher film. Love all the Marvel comic films, love the DC films. So from there, you know, I guess film has evolved over the last, you know, decade. So I'm watching a lot more films now, all the hype films that are out, all the hype shows that are out I'm trying to watch. So, you know, more more of a casual viewer, but trying to get get more into the the sport. I love it. It is a sport, boo. I appreciate that that hype as well. And Brad, get a little bit of a background on yourself as well, besides the name down in that corner. You know, I'm just a casual moviegoer kind of guy. Just like boo, you know, I like to see what's hype. I like to see what's cool. But I also got my little niches, you know. I like my fantasy. I like my sci-fi. And I like my horror. I like getting scared. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was the last movie we saw together that was horror? It Evil was, Dead. Uh, the, the Evil Dead. Oh, forever, forever screwed up from that movie. Oh, my God. Forever uh, trauma. Yeah, forever trauma. Boo, did you ever see that movie or no? I'm, I'm assuming not. I have not. I got I to <laughs> add it to the list now. No, I want to add it to the list. Yeah, with the debut of Max, maybe you can add that to your list and watch it on there. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, really, we're the point of the show. Today. Yeah, big debut. And that's what I was going to kind of – I mean, again, really, it's going to be – we try to keep this casual. Um you know, and so we've got a, a list of a few topics just to get run, get run down the agenda for today. We've got a couple of topics, movie news. Uh, we've got a couple of movie reviews. That'd be quick. And also we've got, we're going to go over what we're watching. Um, and we're going to end the show off with the big highlight, the main event of the evening, our top five movies of the summer we are looking forward to. Now, I will say this. It is a little awkward because it is May. What is it? May 23rd. Mm-hmm. So the movie season has started. I say, you know, nay to those to those. And uh, you'll see a couple of mine that I've already watched uh, that were on my list. But, uh, hey, we got to put it out there and let the people know what, what we're looking forward to. So um, are you guys ready to get the show on the road? Let's do it. All right. Let's rock. Let's rock. All right. First on the let's agenda go. for today is we're going to go over this. We're going to go over. And this is one of the biggest movies. This is the reason why we have Brad on here as, as kind of a special guy. And also, Vu recently did a little bit of extra commitment for this story here. We want to discuss the new trailer for maybe the most hyped movie for out of us. Maybe the one out of all the movies that are kind of sci-fi fantasy that might get an award this Oscar season. Yeah, we're talking about Dune 2, baby. 
All right. So it was about a two minute and 30 second trailer. Um, I mean, you know, before we even go into this, you know, if you want, Brad, do you, do you have a good rundown? Maybe, Boo, if you guys have a good rundown of what Dune is kind of like about. Ooh, good question. Basically, yeah, I, the whole series is like, don't trust the uh, the sexy leaders. You can't, you yeah. know, it's like a messiah. You can't just follow them because what you end up with, and you'll see in the series, is, you know, a complete universe-wide, like, genocide with the Fremen people following their messiah, Paul Atreides. Who is played so, by, who is played Timothy by somebody kind of famous, Chalamet. correct? Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, some would say the Daniel Day-Lewis of this generation. Ooh, I don't know. I Maybe not me. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, and, and that was released back in, gosh, when was that movie released? 2021? I believe so. 2021. Yeah. And Vu... You had just recently uh, watched just a the little movie itself. To it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for the first yep, time, Vu is it last as, night. As I, <laughs> I mean, Vu, if you want to give a quick, and it's one yeah. thing, it also the big thing that about Dune, it takes place on a, I mean, multiple planets, but it takes place on a on a mm-hmm. what was it, a, a desert a desert planet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. and you know nice the original desert planet. Yeah, the original who who's starring? We got Timothy Chalamet in it playing Paul. We've got, um, yep. gosh, Oscar God. Isaac, Oscar Isaac playing his father. Uh, a little there's a bit ton. of Zendaya. A little bit of Zendaya, yeah. yeah. Which was that accurate with the book? Do you know, Brad? Like, was yeah, she? Was... She doesn't come up till you know probably the middle point, which is where we get part two starting. Okay, gotcha. Have you read all the books then, Brad? So there were six books written, I believe, by the main author, and I'm on book five. Okay. Oh my God! Should we? And the fir- yeah, these first movies two then? movies, first two movies cover book one. Oh, okay. So lots of movies potentially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there is also besides these dude movies, there's like a, I think the Sisters of uh, of Dune. I think it's supposed to be or Sisters of what are they called? Um, the Bene Gesserit. Yeah, I think the Sisters. But that's of an HBO so- Max. Well, well, not HBO Max anymore. We'll go into that, but. Supposed to be a, like kind of a spinoff series that they're gonna be doing as like an HBO type. Because Frank Herbert, series. he's the author, and I believe his son went on to write some books as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Oh. oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just to give you guys a rundown. We already talked about Timothy. We already talked about Zendaya. We got Re- the beautiful Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, Oscar Isaac as well. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård as the Baron. Uh, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho, the Swordsman. Christopher Walken's in there. I don't remember what the hell he is in that movie, though. Uh, Emperor. The Emperor. Okay, gotcha. The Dave most Batista. powerful man. Yep. <laughs> and then Josh Brolin. I would say those are probably the big names that we can think of in, in the original one. Um, but the biggest thing about these movies is that, is that one, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Oh, God. I'm so, Villeneuve, I think, is his name. I'm a, so we screwed that up. Oh, the director. In chat. The director, yes. <laughs> Known for right, making, like, Arrival. Uh, known for making um, Sicario. Sicario, God, most underrated movie I think of all time. Nobody talks about that movie. Uh, I'm getting all excited thinking about it. I'm, I'm not <laughs> the next one on here. Um, you know, he's just he's just he's he's a director in the prime of his career. For and he's one thing that's nice is that HBO has him on their payroll. I would say he's equivalent right now to where Christopher Nolan was during The Dark Knight. You know, I would say wow. that's where they're perfectly <laughs> exactly, and that's I think you know when you, I think it was this, the first Dune was nominated for twelve Oscars. Um, I think it won six. More of the technical side of thing, 
but that was also kind of just a strange year for Oscars in general. So, you know, when it comes to that, you know, not only did it win awards, it also made a good amount of money for being the 2021 season. Um, I remember I saw it in IMAX and I just remember being blown away by one thing, the scope, the story, the acting, um, but just the idea of you truly felt like you were immersed into the Dune world. Boo, give me your idea. Give me, give me your thoughts. And then Brad as well, add to that after Boo on what you thought considering you just recently watched it. Yeah, I thought the story was super interesting that, you know, sci-fi aspect to it felt like I was in, you know, obviously another planet watching the movie, uh, going through this, you know, genocidal uh, effect that's going on all over the spice, which is the treasured mineral out there that everybody's coveted, you know, I'm in a, a coveting, you know, spiritual purposes, but everybody else uses it for travel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and just the acting was crazy. I thought all the actors, all the A-list celebs were great. And the story was, you know, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I can't believe they killed off most of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say. And I think one thing that's great about that movie, too, and Brad, you can add to this, is the idea that it's pretty faithful to the books, wouldn't you say? Mostly so, yes. Mostly so. But obviously, there's going to be some changes. That's what right. happens when you translate it to film. But for me, it was two things. You can't deny Hans Zimmer. I mean, mm -hmm. the soundtrack mm -hmm. was elite. I'll just put it on and I'll just go for a walk and I'll just listen to the whole thing. Yep. But also, I just felt like every set piece was just epic. Like mm -hmm. every scene by itself was just epic in its scale, its scope, music, how it was laid out. Like it was just, you know, it was just like candy. Like every scene was just perfection. Mm -hmm. It was like spice. Every oh, scene was spice. like spice. The spice man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, one thing that's crazy about the Dune books, they were made in back in like the 1960s. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're looking at movies, almost any sci-fi film made uh, after this book, I'm pretty sure it takes liberties from the books themselves. I mean, Star Wars right behind me on my right corner, if I correct. Yeah, that's my right corner. Uh, right shoulder you know i think the lightsabers were taken i mean almost everything was really taken almost not copy pasted but a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration from do you know and i didn't and i never saw the original movies did any of you guys see those i have not i know it's like a cult classic like if you're at a comic book store <laughs> oh i don't know if you guys ever watched the uh oh god what was the the show on ABC, Desperate Housewives, it was like the husband of one of the of the Desperate Housewives was like the main character in it. Um, yeah, I mean it's a movie oh, that kind of, like, everyone it's it's a cult classic. People kind of joke about it, but it's nothing like this, and that's why what was kind of the big difference maker when it came um, came to this. So right now we're we're talking about the Dune Two trip. One thing I noticed when I looked at this Dune Two trailer is one they're following the story. It leads off of with Dune One, and I'm sorry if anyone here is going to get spoilers, but essentially. Paul has taken over as kind of like the leader of like a new clan, a sand clan, correct? The Fremen people. The Fremen people, that's the right. The native people of Arrakis. Yep, yep, exactly. After essentially they, what happened was like they're, they went to this new land. It wasn't called Arrakis of Arrakis. Took over essentially. Um, then essentially were taken by what they call the Baron. The Baron, is that his name? Baron Harkonnen, House Harkonnen. If you want to add to this, Brad, and, and Vu, how yeah. essentially what leading up to Dune 2, I mean, it's really just like, you know, they end up taking over. Uh, like Vu said, lots of people end up dying from there. But um, 
yeah, this new trailer, I mean, it just like, it looks again, spectacular. It looks big, it looks big in scope. And I'd say, you know, um, it adds a lot of new faces and characters. I mean, Vu and Brad, what do you guys think of Florence Pugh and Austin Butler being added to the fold now with, gosh, Timothy Chalamet? I mean, this is the future of, of movies all in one film. I think all of their yeah, casting choices have been great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, and I don't know too much. What, what characters are they playing? Role. Yeah, I mean, what, do you know what Pugh, the characters are Pugh playing? Pugh plays the uh, daughter of the Emperor. Okay. Which I will note, you do not see Christopher Walken in the trailer. They are keeping that under wraps. Ah, okay, okay, gotcha. So she's playing the die, and then Austin Butler. Was there anybody else that I'm missing that's supposed to be in this Dune Two movie? And then, yeah, I mean, Austin Butler. He's playing essentially the opposite Timothy Chalamet. He's playing the bad guy, the Harkonnen. So he's the new main bad guy. He's the guy with all the white skin, no hair. Mm-hmm. interesting okay yeah yeah yeah. okay dang that's crazy to think about yeah i mean i think it's on top of my list for the film the film this year the trailer does a great job i think it was a better first trailer than the first dune was i remember there's all this hype for the first dune trailer you know and then i think i was a little disappointed by it it seemed like it was not as epic and kind of i don't know this more this more i guess would would go for like the casual watcher they're trying to get more people i think this ends up being a billion dollar movement for dini Villanueva and um I'm excited, you know, just excited to see this in theaters coming coming this November, I think. Is that correct? And I'm just going to be curious yep. on the uh, length of the movie, because if you've read the book or know the plot, there is still a lot they have to get through. Yeah. I mean, this is literally where I stopped in the book. <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> that happens after the first movie. So we'll have to see. Um yeah, I'm excited. And I, when someday we'll have to create a top ten list of our movies, I guess, of the year. That's one thing I do want to kind of do is kind of a running list of our top ten movies of the year. Kind of like you know, after after each episode, we let's say you know, Fast X comes up, ends up you know, beating out uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for number one movie of the year. Boom, and we can you know, kind of keep adding it throughout the year. Just kind of a fun thing, give or give or take, and kind of an easy way for you to track. Um, I know myself, I'm going to be adding to my letterbox a little bit more now because of this podcast so you guys can follow me there um <laughs> yeah all right great any any other thoughts you guys want to add before we move on to the next topic let's move on all right you guys are ready yeah. all right so topic number two of today is hbo hbo max no more today is a new age is born max 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 the app yeah baby HBO and I and I do want to confirm this that this what happens is this is that HBO Max essentially has become now Max after the Warner Brothers and Discovery merger. Um, the, you know, Max is where you come from not only HBO but also you, you know your Discovery Plus content. So anything with Shark Week, uh, what the hell does Discovery even show anymore? I don't know how one Discovery bought Warner Brothers out. Do you guys and watch they had anything? Nickelodeon. They had the Champions no, League soccer. Wait. Discover has Discover. I thought that was Viacom. I thought I could watch SpongeBob. If you could, damn, that, that's not a bad that's not a bad <laughs> IP, I guess, to have on your on your property. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I used to watch Dirty Jobs on Discovery. Shark Week, I guess, is a classic. Um, man vs. Man vs. Wild. You got anybody? Anybody? Else Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Yeah, yeah. He was and my hero just, growing up. And then I'm trying to think, what was that show where they did like tests on things to see if it was Mythbusters? I used to watch Mythbusters as well. 
and oh, so guys, show. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you guys? I mean, do you guys have any fond memories of Discovery Plus and and uh, anything before? I mean, I'm just I'm so surprised they have enough money to take over a H or one again, one Warner Brothers. Honestly, I wasn't a big Discovery guy back in the day. So. <laughs> and I think you're the normal. I think you're the normal watcher of, the, of that. Honestly, I don't think I don't think anyone's like. I don't think anyone's running to download the app. I'm pretty sure it was like the worst app on the on, out of all the streaming services. Yeah, I don't Wait, know so how this acquisition happened. That, yeah, so HBO like, Max no longer works. Use H- so you're, li- you're to allowed to. I, I tried it today. Right yeah, I, I doubt I pre-ordered it because I'm a freaking dweeb. And so, like, what I did is this morning I signed in with my HBO it's Max out. account. Yeah, yeah, it's out. Yeah, hey, everybody, we can now confirm. Uh, you can, you've heard it here first. Max is now out on the app on the App Store. Let's go, Vu. Yeah, yep. We better be credited for that, too. If we're not breaking credited, news. Though, yeah, breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. It shows Vu with the with on CNN with the. <laughs> <laughs> with the app oh, <laughs> oh but yeah um i mean like it's so it's an interesting i mean honestly i think it's the worst name ever what do you guys think of the name max i was just gonna say that terrible name yeah when you have an entity what does that even like mean? hbo <laughs> when you have yeah. an entity like hbo on your name and you decide you know what let's go with max not even discovery or discover max or you know, only thing in my one of my podcasts always talks about this is when I think of Max, I think of Skinamax. I don't know if any of you guys are old enough to watch. Remember that back in the day, um, late night television, Channel three hundred and eighty six. <laughs> He's got it memorized. <laughs> I got it memorized, baby. Come on, um, but no, yeah. I mean, that's what I kind of think of when I think that. And now, like they're like one of their taglines is for HBO, go to Max. I don't know why they just didn't decide with like HBO. Hell, I even liked HBO now better than this, but um, I don't know. I guess that's just like the brand new name. And and uh, what's kind of funny is that there were errors with people trying to sign in today. I don't know why people were trying to watch HBO at 8 a.m., 7 a.m., but I guess they were. Uh, but there was a lot of reported errors with people trying to log in, just a lot of technical issues, as you would probably understand with, with anything that's brand new. Um, so it's kind of like a memory, and it's yeah, kind of like a tribute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a memory and a kind of a tree, but I want to ask you guys this today. You know, what are some of your guys's? You can see come up with five or you know your top five favorite HBO shows that you guys in memory of of a, a product that no longer is is the main focal point of, of I guess the damn app. <laughs> and I can and if you guys want, I can start off first with it. But unless Brad or anybody, but number one has to be. Game of I'll Thrones, you, right? I will defer to the Sexy Cab first. <laughs> yeah, Game oh, of Thrones, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, the dragons, yeah. the, the, Hark- the or not the Harkonnens. Wait, am I am I mixing in? Am I oh, mixing no, in? Kevin. Oh, no, oh, no. I take it back. No, but Game of Thrones, I mean, you got the dragons, you got the love, the incest, the family drama, you know. Americans love the incest. American, I think actually you're, <laughs> but but I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see. But I mean, that's probably the number one show of all time. I mean, what do you get when you after Game of Thrones? What do you guys think is number two when you think of HBO? For me, Westworld season one. I'm actually <gasps> watching Sopranos. Ooh. Oh, Sopranos. I would say Sopranos. Fantastic right choice. Now. Fantastic choice. 
Mm-hmm. I think that I mean Sopranos is essentially what created HBO in general. I think also you know, back. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did Vu? Did you did you hear what Vu said there? I did not. Vu, do you want to repeat what you said? I think your internet's going in and out a little bit. Uh oh, I think we lost them. Oh, I just said yeah. I I just love Sopranos. You guys hear me? It's kind of in and out. It's kind of in and out. There you are. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I would say Sopranos is number two. I think Westworld is up there now. I don't like to talk about the other seasons of Westworld. Season one, for sure. I agree. Sadly, I agree. Yeah, even season two wasn't terrible, but I just, uh, I don't know, it, it man. Got, it got away from itself. Gosh, I was just talking to Lindsay about this, Brad, about the memories of watching HBO or uh, Westworld and that every week was really like, oh, my gosh, a new thing was being uncovered. It was like the excitement. There had been something that excitement in a long time. It's just the kind of show where, like, after it ends, you and your buddies just talk about it for then another hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so unique. Like, what was the world? Where were they at? Why were there robots dealing with cowboys? You know, it just was such a unique series perspective. Um, Brad, what other kind of shows would you say would you add to your list? True Detective season one. Oh, True Detective season one. I mean, McConaughey with Woody Harrelson. Come on. Oh, God, that had. That was one. Lindsay and I, when we first met, we were watching that show together. Became obsessed with it. Watched like five episodes. One. I don't think I've ever been able to binge a show with Lindsay um, as much as I was able to binge that show. So it's just so well done acting wise, and the mystery, mm-hmm. and the just. The atmosphere, mm-hmm. and they have that one episode where it was like the, I believe it was where they're fighting in the neighborhood. The one shot, the one, one shot. shot. Wow, nine minutes of perfection. It's yes, just I so have impressive. that. I have that in my in my playlist. I sent you, Brad, of the best movie scenes. It's amazing. Um, Vu, I gotta uh, add that uh, to my list now. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, you haven't seen True Detective. I haven't seen True Detective yet. Oh, some would say it's the reason adding why. It, adding it to the list, though. I think it was right around, you know, because Matthew McConaughey used to be kind of like the heartthrob. The guy in all these, com- you know, these these comedies, these romantic comedies. Um, and, it, and I think it was this was the show he was in before he was in Dallas Buyers Club, which he won that award for. And if I recall, um, this was essentially like the Green Lantern being like, no, he's not just a typecast character. He can actually take a scene. He can actually lead a, um, lead a movie. And... I think maybe one of the top. I completely agree, agree with you there, Brad. Some of the great, and then Woody Harrelson. I mean, their their dynamic was so damn natural, and it makes sense why they're best friends in real life. So why not make a show about it? So no, Vu, watch that show ASAP. It is so oh, good. Um, Vu, any, any, all right, you're you're up next. Any show you you would add to to your top HBO show, uh, shows of all time or movies? I was I was a big fan of Entourage back in the day. Huge fan. Yeah, I don't know if you've guys that. <laughs> I've never seen it. You've never seen Just it either. Following Vinny Chase, kind of like yeah. So I never, I couldn't afford it. it was, I, watched, I think it was kind of based watched, around Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes, yes, based around Mark Wahlberg. I watched it on Spike TV, where you know the Man mm-hmm. Channel. I think they called it back in the day. I don't really know what their tagline was, but um, I never, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I think I've, I think I've seen every single episode, but I've never seen them in order. So no, I think oh. that's 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 a definitely a good one, and I I uh, I couldn't tell you at all what the story is like, but I mean it's 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 it's, it's an entertaining watch. 
Um, and then are we missing any others that we can think of that are like elite? I mean, of course, we got House mm-hmm. of the Dragon. Barry, I would add to that Barry. list myself. I am obsessed with Barry. Curb your enthusiasm, low-key. Yeah, curb your enthusiasm. 100% curb your enthusiasm. Yep. 100% succession. Brad, what season are you on in succession again? I'm in the middle of season three. It's just not a bingeable show for me. Not it's a so bingeable. It is. It's dense. It's difficult. And then when you start season four up, there's mm-hmm. things brought up from like season two that you're like, what the hell? That's, 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 how, how are they bringing this in here? I need recap videos. Show. Oh, yeah, 100%. We, Lindsay and I watched the, we, I listened to the podcast afterwards. You know, I'm one of those guys who I can tell you about each episode, but it's not on my own. You listen to the HBO to, Succession podcast? I listen to another podcast. Um, that are just like some Joe Schmoes like okay. us, John Roca, the Outlaw Channel Nation on YouTube. Um, him and oh, I can't, I think his name Shannon oh. something. They go through each episode and they do a really great breakdown and just helps me understand because I don't got a big brain, so you know it's a little bit. But it's it's a great it's a great weekly episodic too. show. Which one? Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, do you I listen, listen to? to the one like, produced by HBO. Uh, I don't know who it's by, but they always have like one of the actors. Uh, from the show on it just to discuss you know how they filmed it just a recap yeah. of everything so, yeah 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 i mean brad this is an interesting idea because you're in season three who's your, who's your favorite right now character Ooh. okay oh uh, tom 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 i i mean honestly um, minnesota I think, boy <laughs> i think tom might be my favorite <laughs> yeah. still in season four I won't spoil yep. anything, but I want to see everything. I'd agree. Good for him. He's your. Oh, I, I thought Greg was your favorite. Is it Tom? <laughs> Greg it, has it used to, to also be Kendall. Be and then uh, <laughs> you like bitch ass whiny Tom, Kendall Greg after Tom. season one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just felt I just felt so bad for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's got to be Tom now. Yeah. Tom, Tom and Greg always the comedic relief that we need for you know. A pretty dramatic show, dramatic <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to laugh, but I'm looking at I'm looking at we have a section here for what are we watching, and we can move on. But um, what are we watching? And Alex Vu, one of his shows he's watching is freaking hilarious. So I'm excited to run through that. But <laughs> um, and then a couple of things. I mean, we can do you know we can do one more thing is just you know right now there's the writer's strike. Um, I did leave it. I leave an article in there for you guys to kind of run through. But do you guys understand? Have you, did you guys re- check that article out at all? I'm a casual guy. Tell me what it is. Give me the recap. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, let me did. tell you, my friend. Yeah, let me tell you, my friend. So really, what's going on right now is that you know writers that are in the film industry are getting screwed uh, when it comes to pay. Not making a lot of money. It's hard. It's Hollywood's expensive. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's not like Mason City, Iowa, but Hollywood is is uh, not an easy place to live. And one thing about writers is that. It's the job where you're not essentially trying out for roles. You're being asked and brought in. So a lot of your work is up to other people. It's up to other producers, up other companies, things like that. Um, and this is something that was very – I don't know if you guys – did you guys remember the writer's strike in 2008? It's screwed over Lost. Screwed over Lost. Screwed over Transformers. Yeah. Depending on who you ask, I was a big Transformers guy. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of other shows it also screwed over. I think. I think it screwed up Heroes. I was just, that was my next one I was going to say, Heroes. Loved it. Yeah, I did too. Um, so which just wasn't a good time because you're going, you know, you're, you're going with shows where they're going with the first script or the first write-up, and it just made it to where you're getting, you know, what we would call a basic modern-day Star Wars movie. Um, 
with J.J. Abrams as the director. You know, sorry to be a little angry. But um, really what it says is just kind of generic writing. And right now what's going on is that, you know, the writer's strike essentially, we've got the writers on one side and we've got the producers on the other side, or like the, comp- the film companies. Um, one wants, you know, we want to be higher paid. We want to be able to, you know, be able to live in Hollywood. We want to be able to have more rights when it comes to um, making all these, you know, writing for these films because you don't get great films without great writers. Directors don't do it. Cinematographers don't do it. Executives don't do it. No, it's the writers. So, um, you know, and, and, and but then on the other side, you know, you've got the, the movie producers and the film, um, the film companies who are waiting out right now because they're thinking to themselves, we want to be able to, you know, have our own kind of rights, still be able to make the kind of money. They don't want to, nobody wants to lose the deal here. And one of the big things that we're talking about is AI generative writing for film. People who are writers don't want to be taken over losing their jobs to AI. I mean, I, I mean, you know, AI is taking over every, you know, everything around the world right now. It seems like anything, anything under the sun, whether it's music, art, um, am I missing anything with AI generated? It's kind of a scary thing we're all experiencing right now. Wouldn't you say? Very scary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's unknown, unknown territory right now. So exactly. So that's pretty much what's going on. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, we looked back at 2008. I think that one was about four to five months. Some people are saying this new writer's strike might last into 2024, which will affect a lot of films coming out. You know, I mean, any movie that essentially or any TV show that's in production right now had to be stopped, had to be halted on. And because of that, I mean, it, you know, it's affecting movie franchises I love, like Marvel. It's affecting you know, movie franchises like, like DC. Um, you know, the new DC universe. It's something where right now the, the future of the movie, movie industry is, has a lot of uncertainty. Um, and it's just something I like to bring up just because, you know, whatever the, we want to make sure the writers are getting paid. And I mean, I'm, I'm on their side, you know, I say, pick it, make, you know, whatever you gotta do, just because strike, just because we got to make sure we keep these writers getting paid, making great films. And I think this will affect the next probably couple of years of movies that we watch. It's an interesting idea. It's an interesting thought. I don't know. Movie it's also coinc- It's also coincidence. It happened in 2008, which was during another recession, and we might be in a recession right now. I don't know how that always happens to correlate with each other. Very but, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> we we might be onto something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breaking we might news. Be yeah, breaking news. It's again with the article. <laughs> what is that? What is that? The screenshot put new articles in. <laughs> um, I don't know if I gave you guys just thumbnails of what was going on. Yeah, thumb. Yeah, just different thumbnails. I hope I didn't go through what was confusing on that. I stopped. I stopped breathing a couple times during that whole rundown. But um, yeah, no, got to get people paid. We explained. And I know one thing right now. I'm a little nervous about is that. I know the, uh, the new Superman Legacy. Apparently, that's being that's going to start filming soon. I'm big into DC, and and uh, I know that James Gunn is writing it, and he did come up with a first draft for it. But again, these movies take multiple drafts, multiple different ideas. So we'll see. I hope it doesn't affect it. I hope we still get a great movie that kicks off the new DC universe. But you know, we'll have to see how this. There's a lot writing on that too. A lot riding on them. I think we yeah. could do an entire episode about the rundown of what that, you know, what we think the future of that could be. No, it's 100%. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a crazy idea DC that James it. Gunn, yeah, DC needs it. And speaking of James Gunn, well, let's move on to movies review, movie reviews quick, Vu. And I usually I'd get like a, like a, 
movie review. Oh, fire going on. <laughs> yeah, some some sort some sort of a noise. You know, I don't know something, but um, you know, we so boo. We, we both have seen two movies recently. You watched Fast X, correct? I just want to confirm. I haven't seen it yet. No. It's on my list of to go to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm the only one that watched Fast X for family. Um, and then we also saw Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy 3. Uh, Brad, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Are you, are you a Marvel guy? I wouldn't call myself a Marvel guy. I'll watch them eventually, but never yeah. in order and never in theaters pretty much. Hey, hopefully this show will ho- help inspire you. Um, I need it. I mean, you know, if anything, Vu, would you want to give me a quick review of what you thought of Guardians of the Galaxy? I thought uh, I thought it was a great film. Um, you know, I was, to be honest with you, when it came out because, you know, the last few Marvel projects that I've watched haven't been up to par, as I would say, of what Marvel fans expect from great Marvel films. I think Endgame set the bar pretty high and the rest of the movies and shows to come out afterwards uh, uh, didn't really hit that mark for me. But this movie restored my confidence in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought it was a great film, uh, great acting, and just a great storyline. Every piece of that movie was in there for a reason, and it was a great ending to a fantastic trilogy in my mind. Uh, what would you think, Kev? Yeah. I mean, heartfelt, you know, action-packed, um, you know, pulls on your heartstrings. I mean, I, I think I think about three times I had, you know, tears in my eyes. I looked – I was you know, watching the movie with my girlfriend. We went to opening night, and she was bawling multiple times during this movie. Bawling, I'm telling you, multiple times. Like, like – like <laughs> like literally it was red face it was it was kind of awkward a little bit no but <laughs> no but it's because it's just it's got great meaning behind it it's got la- great layers of depth i think one of the things about you know the uh, mcu right now is they're you know they're churning and churning put out movies and they're not necessarily putting them out at the same kind of quality i think one thing you got to look at is you know we brought this back to james gunn with the dc universe it gives you excitement it gives you a lot of hope for the future of the dcu because you see a movie like, you know, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, still goofy, still it's old Guardians of the Galaxy ways, of course, but it comes in with this new added layer that you never realize, like, holy crap, I can't believe I may have just watched the best trilogy, depending on who you ask in the MCU, um, just with the dynamic, just it's very solid films. Um, I think, you know, the star of the movie is Rocket. I think, you know, once you say Vu as well, um, and, you know, oh, and there's sure. a couple of new characters as well, but... It's just a movie that I highly recommend. I think Boo also recommends. And, um, you know, I think as well, I mean, Boo, is this, is, this, is this your favorite movie of the year so far? I think that's what you said. Yeah, this is hands down my favorite movie of the year. I, I left the movie theater bummed that it was over. Yeah. Boo wanted to see it again. Previous Boo was looking. Films, Boo. I was bummed because it wasn't great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, back. right away. Yeah, yeah. Boo was like, go back and hang yep. out with And uh, fun fact, Boo and I saw yep. the, the, uh, the Doctor Strange movie together. Uh, just kind of a fun, you know, we watched the movie, went to the midnight premiere. And during like a semi-scary scene, uh, the alarm went off in our movie theater, kind of like what you experienced, Brad. Boo, um, did I tell you that, that Brad also went to a movie and the alarms went off during it? During the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, no at way. the same. Yeah, at the same theater. Oh, yeah, so yeah, he went to the same. <laughs> so same he went theater? through the same experience. The as us. Yeah, same theater. 
Yeah, the Regal downtown. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so um, just a great film. Oh, we highly recommend it. I get, Out of five stars, I give it a solid four. I really enjoyed it, and um, I think it really has a really high rewatchability factor to it as well. Kevin, um, other than Guardians of the Galaxy 3, what other yeah. Marvel movies have you cried to? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, Endgame. The beginning of Endgame, I remember I was uh, – I uh, when they're all sitting there and they're all talking oh. in the circle about their what life's been like together um, through the five years – um yeah i think the russo brothers one of them is talking about how he's going back on dates um and he met a man and it's just like it, it added such a like gosh i could not believe the mcu did this you know what i mean i think the mcu right now is stuck in this whole multiverse saga which i think everyone was excited about because i think the comics were amazing with the multiverse saga but at the same time there's nothing ground level there's nothing you know there's not a lot of nuance right now and just that movie, I still think to this day should have been nominated for an Oscar. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm a little overhyped about it. Um, did you see that one, move, Brad? Oh yeah, I saw those one the of my two-parter. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's one of my favorite of all time. I mean, it just you know just and after the ending of the other movie, um, the big that gosh, yeah, that movie just it got me good. I'm trying to think of other ones. That, Ooh, do you have any other ones that made you feel like like I'm telling you, Brad? It's one that will. I don't even think if you even like. Guardians of the Galaxy will make you tear up too. It's just a really, it's and it's not like a sad movie. It's just a, it's a, um, like you're not like like. Mm, mm, it was it, it just it's it just it pulls at your heartstrings. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And not uh, this is the last film out there. All even was a big deal for me. Just didn't you didn't want it to end really. Yeah, at least that's how yeah. I felt. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of it's the end of this group. Uh, but you know. Who knows? May not be the end of them forever, and uh, that'll be for a spoiler discussion that Vu and I did record, but uh, the sound was crap on it, so we did not. We decided not to upload it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, someday, maybe someday, you guys can hear my echoey as hell voice. Uh, we can do that. Um, all right, cool. Well then, uh, let's move on then. And then uh, Fast X. I'll guys give you a rundown. It's it's like the Dark Knight and the Avenger and the Avengers Infinity War had sex with a car. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it was it was a fun time. I went to the movie expecting not to like it. And I actually ended up really having a good time. Um, you know, it's it's all about family. I think my movie theater may have been the biggest fans in the entire city. It's state of Colorado all in one theater because it was hype. People were jumping in the air, yelling, like fist pumping for scenes. I mean, it was it was an experience. It was a really good time. So I actually really enjoyed it. I actually and I actually, you know, because I've, I've never had a bad time. It's just a, you know, turn your brain off kind of a film. Um, the movies, of course, everyone can hate on because it's just it's become a little unrealistic. Some would say whatever. So what? Somebody can pick up a car, entire car with one arm or, you know, fly out of space, whatever. I can I can get back. I can get past that. But the idea that there's not one Honda or Ford Focus on the on the <laughs> on the road during any of these movies. Come on. That's why I draw the line. <laughs> or a Hyundai Elantra, like yep. that's the number one car in the world. But whatever, they're all driving sick cars. But no, um, <laughs> I just enjoyed it. I mean, it's just fun. Vin Diesel's—he's literally a superhero now. It's crazy, dude. Um, I think, <laughs> there's so many absurd scenes, dude. I just laugh thinking about it. And the Kev, when trash, do you think too. the script switched? Yeah. Uh, when you switched from it being, you know, racing focused to, you know, the world focused, what, what would you say, which movie was that for you? 
I think it was after uh, it was after Tokyo Drift. I think it was called I don't think, I think it was called The Fast and the Furious. Um, and it was when Venny oh, Vin Diesel's wife was killed. I think five was like the official when The Rock came in. When The Rock came in and it became a billion dollar um, franchise, I think that's when it truly became like, you know, kind of a little unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's one scene where there's a, there, they took a, a, a bank vault out of the walls and destroyed the entire city somewhere in Colombia. Like, it was just crazy. So yeah. I think it was probably around four or five um, when people were dying and coming back to life. Um, I mean, doing insane, like, Somebody, I think it was four. One guard, like the guy, propelled the woman out, and he caught her in the midair. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Um, I love these movies. Yep. I, I really love them, man. My dopamine levels are high when I'm watching them. So, um, yeah. And then, and then I yeah. saw last week. I, I love the series too. Oh yeah, they're fun. So I, de- I definitely highly recommend it. It's better than nine. Not as good as. I think it's. I actually liked it better than eight, and it's not as good as seven, which was Paul Walker's last movie. Um, so did I you cry at the end of seven? Yes, I did. I did cry at that one. Yes. When I see you again, you're not I... human if you don't cry, <laughs> dude. I watched that. That's Whoa, also that in my out? movie scenes. <laughs> it's in my movie scenes, man. Mm. Uh, if you ever, I did. I need a section in out better where it's like this area is the crying part. Like, so it's like two, I, I have a, I created a playlist of like the 200 <laughs> best movie and TV show scenes of all time. Um. Find it. I think it's on YouTube on private, so nobody will find it unless I send it to you. Um, but uh, I'll have to share with you, man. Oh. <laughs> um, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, and then I saw Blackberry um, last week. Great movie. Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw this. There's a fun little clip. Did you guys ever see Nintendo Wii Shop Update Wednesday? It was like a video where it was like, these guys are jump, running, running downstairs. And there's an old YouTube granny film. He's like, hey, get downstairs, get downstairs. The Wii Shop updated tonight. He's like, what? And then they all jump down and they're like, there's like joints and like bongs in the room. And they're just like singing a stupid, you guys don't know what I'm talking about, do you? All right. Well, it's old YouTube. It's hilarious. <laughs> and the guy who was in that movie, which, which directed this film, which right now I think has like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, um, comes with Jay Bearshells in it as well. And Glenn, How- Glenn Howerton, is he from? Yes. Always yeah, sunny. He, always sunny. Exactly. Um, plays essentially how, how the Blackberry was found pretty much the entire life cycle of the found of, uh, the Blackberry. Um, and I think it, it's just a great film. It's very much on the, on the same kind of scope as, um, as, uh, uh, da, 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 sorry, I just got a text message from a, uh, a coworker is what happens when you connect your phone. Um, it's on the same level as I would say, like the big short, and mixed with like the social network, but it's also kind of like people describe it as being more kind of like uh, not it, more a little more comical. So great movie. I definitely recommend less than two hours. It was a good time. Um, highly recommend it for anybody out there who wants to watch it. So. All right. And then uh, if we want to go through quickly what we are watching. Vu, what are you watching right now? And Brad, after the once Vu's run or done, uh, you can run through yours as well. Sorry, my connection's a little laggy right now. Can you? Oh, you're me? fine. Yeah, we can hear you. It's totally fine. No one's gonna care the, the dead air, dead air space. It's fine. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, could you hear? Did you hear what we were saying? We're, we're awesome. gonna run well, What are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yep, yep. I, I heard a little snip of that. So I wanted to check my connection. Uh, just run. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good to go. Am I going on? Am I, yeah, am I up first? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, right now, Succession is my number one show. Uh, I just started like three, four weeks ago, and I have binged it completely. I could not stop. Unlike Brad, I got through. I got through it. It is a dense show. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's my number one show right now. Uh, also, on and off again, watching Sopranos for the first time. Uh, it's super interesting to me. And my guilty pleasure is Jersey Shore Family Vacation on MTV. Just getting the whole gang back together. <laughs> How is that? That's interesting. Um, I'm also watching, watching Succession. And I would also add, I'm watching Dave and Barry. Uh, Brad, you can go next. But I mean, how is the Jersey Shore family vacation? What the what the hell is going on there? How, how are they? Are they all like old? Is it actually like entertaining still? Yeah, they're all old. Um, they're all families now, which is crazy. I, I grew up watching the show in high school. And it's oh, just same. cool to see where they're at now and what kind of troubles <laughs> are, are brewing. And, and there's a lot of them still. So it, it's and definitely still entertaining Shore. and definitely a guilty place. Uh, no, it's all over now. They they do different oh. trips all all across the country. Yeah, for a while they had to stay in America because of uh, the situation being arrested. So, <laughs> but <laughs> now he's oh my man. god, <laughs> is is Ronnie in it still? That that little bugaloo of uh, that, muscle, that meatball. Yeah, he he had to take a little break um, for rehab. I heard about but that. I think he's gonna be on the next season. Yep, with Sammy. Sammy wasn't on the first like five seasons of Family Vacation, and now she's coming back. So it's a big Ooh, deal. That might pull me in. Who knows? We'll have to see. Yeah, the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you give me a lot of get a lot of memories. Brad, what are you watching right now, buddy? I am just a sucker for your twenty to thirty minute comedies. So I'm just going to preface that when I say I've been watching Abbott Elementary yep. and Superstore because I'm a sucker for a will-they-won't-they they romance yep. in, like, a workplace. You have the office, you know. I'm just a sucker for it. What are, what are some other ones? Haven't there been other ones besides, like, The Office? Are there other – wasn't there, like, one, like – maybe I'm thinking of Superstore. Parks and Rec? Yeah. Parks, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yep. I guess you don't really get it much in 30 Rock. No, not too much. You're right. 30 Rock is Community. funny. Community. Yeah, for sure. Are they all NBC? Is, is Superstore NBC as well? It is. Ah, see, that makes sense. Sorry, carry on. Don't want to ruin your flow. But, so, yeah, the final one I want to talk about is Dave, season three. I mean, Dave Bird, a.k.a. Lil Dicky, it's just incredible, his journey. He went yeah. from kind of comedic white rapper to – very impressive writer director of a of a comedy show on fxx yeah i would agree it's it's a it's a damn good show i'm watching as well i've watched um i'd say it started off a little slow for me season one some people didn't like season two i really like season two and i think season three so far has just been very very entertaining it's just fun to see the whole group together um is this the last season or no right this is just like the beginning as well I don't know if they're going to continue it. That's a good question. Seems like every damn show I'm watching is is ending. I mean, I'm watching Succession, Barry's ending, and I think Ted Lasso is also ending. Which Ted Lasso, I just want to say, has been kind of a disappointment. It's still easy to watch. Good people do good things, but um, not as not as up to par as the other seasons. Um, 
for that show. Expectations were high for that. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is tough. Did you start it, Brad? This new season? Not the newest season yet. I like to binge these kinds of shows, like the comedies. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What about you, Vu? Did you watch that one? Scenes had lasso. Yeah. Is it a must-watch? Yeah. Uh, it's like if you need something to watch, I would watch it. Kind of a situation. Would you? Would you agree, Brad? Probably. Yeah. It's a feel good if you want to it's feel, a feel good. good. Yeah, you really do feel good, and they get they have a lot of good um in, you know themes this season. So, yeah, definitely recommend it. So, all right, we are at forty eight minutes. I'd be surprised. We got a ton of people listening still, but hell, I told you this isn't gonna be that. Str- we got some structure, but we're gonna ramble. We're gonna ramble. So, here's the main event of the evening: the top five movies of the summer. We are looking forward to baby. It's already started off. I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy kicked it all off for everybody this uh, this summer, and I think it ends with. Um, so, and I, I think I put it went till September first for me personally. I don't know when your guys' summer ends, but um, and I'm actually gonna. It's weird. We all came up with a list of the top five, and I actually have an honorable mention as well. I saw that Brad had had one for bonus pick, but I like that. So, um, how about this? Let's run down and give you kind of your thoughts. Why you're excited? You know those situations. Um, Boo, if you want to go first and then Brad, and then I can end it off. Sure. Uh, my my top five list for this summer, no order, are Fast X. Um, I just love the love the series, love, love the main A-list cast in it. The Flash, yeah. I'm really excited because I think this is about to reset the DC universe. So a lot of high expectations, a lot of good reviews so far for the pre-screenings on this. And I'm just very excited to see how this is going to unfold. Um, Barbie, just because of that cast as well, I think that'll be a fun movie to watch. Yeah, um, Spider-Man. I think you're the. I think you. I think you are the only one that did Barbie. I like over, that. I like for, that decision. That's that's my honorable mention. Um, and uh, I think Greta Gerwig. You got Ryan Gosling. You've got. Um, you've got uh, Margot Robbie. John Cena's in it. Now, what's interesting about Barbie is is it a comedy? Is it a serious movie? Kind of like how Greta Gerwig. Like, what? What is the? What is Barbie? Do you have any idea at all? Have you read anything about it, Vu? Or are you kind of just excited for the I damn hype ball built around have you it? Heard any no, I, no, the trailers don't tell you anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm unless they say I'm gonna. In the I think they do like a joke where it's like you know, it's like Simu Liu, who I also like in in Ryan Gosling. You're like, I'm gonna pound you. I'm gonna pound you. You know, it seems like it's a jokey movie, but I mean, with Greta Gerwig at the at the helm. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of a uh, deeper meaning behind it. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there. Just I love that you put that on there as, as um, in your top as your number three no, on no my list here. So and, and I, that's my honorable mention. My girlfriend's number one movie of the mm-hmm. year. We're gonna we're going to L.A. in July. And we're gonna see Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. and we're gonna see Barbie oh. that, that weekend. The release same day, so we'll yeah, see you when. Um, yep. Exactly. All right, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of Oppenheimer, that's also on my list of top five movies. That'll be a, a very good one. I'm excited. Christopher Nolan's yep. directing it. So, you know, very high hopes for that one. Very high hopes. I, I and then I cut on, you uh, off. And then you and then you had guys. one more as well. You had you had Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Yep. So I, I watched the first one and you know it's just a feel-good movie. It's just an interesting movie, a nice spin on things, introduced us to the multiverse uh in a way for that one so just curious as to how they're gonna add on to the storyline of miles morales 
No, great, great. Thank you so much for running through your, your top five list. It's a great rundown. Brad, you're up, baby. Here we go. I actually have an ordered list. Unlike Vu, I had to have order. I needed it. <laughs> so number one has to be Oppenheimer. I am an absolute Christopher Nolan stan. Mm-hmm. Greatest director out there. I will fight anybody. Number one. To, he's number one. So that's why I'm excited for it because, I mean, it's about one of the most important events in the world. You know, if mm-hmm. we didn't win this race, we wouldn't be here. So yeah, it's going to be epic. What is the line? It was like in the trailer. It's like we gave the power to to end man or something like like it's just like the hype behind it. I mean, the cast behind it too. It's like every great white actor ever made is in it. I think. <laughs> um, no, I I, I, I complain. What's your favorite movie, Brad? For for Christopher Nolan? Oh, put me on the spot like that. Sorry, I mean, sorry. Or just give me a couple. You it has to, to be Interstellar, one. probably. But okay. You got to give credit to like Memento. You got to give credit mm-hmm. to Prestige. I mean, that mm-hmm. movie is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. And you got to give credit to Inception, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Oh, I completely agree. No Dark Knight in there. That's okay. I'm going to, I'll, I'll let it pass. It's in the tier two. It's tier two. <laughs> well, it's exactly. When it comes to, no, yeah. And that's another thing I also want to do someday, guys, is, is the 9DB 250 ranking. But we don't have to talk about this. Whatever. <laughs> All right, sorry, we'll get Brad. There. We'll get, get back there. into it. Get back into it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Of course, of course. Number two, we're going with The Flash. I mean, I'm just a sucker for The Flash. I think it's just a really cool character. I love things that go fast. But I'm mm-hmm. curious with this whole Ezra Miller stuff going on. Like, is he going to ruin the momentum of DC? Because this is also a massive movie for him. So I'll be very curious. But I hear good things. So I'm excited. I mean, there's a reason that they didn't shut it down. You know, I literally thought that, you know, I mean, with everything that's going on, you could have just taken 200 million, you know, thrown it away. But they're convinced it's going to make them a lot of money and, and essentially set up their, their new universe. No, I'm, I agree. So I'm behind that. I'm behind that. Number mm-hmm. three, also got to say Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Just super cool animation style that they did that, you know, Marvel hasn't really done before. So I was really impressed with the first and I'm excited for the second. Uh, I've got Talk to Me. I'm a big fan of A24 horror movies. We're talking I love that. Witch. We're talking Hereditary. We're talking Midsummer. So the next one to come out is Talk to Me. And based on the trailer that I saw, it looks fucking scary. So I'm Hell excited yeah. for that. Hell yeah. Number five, we're going Thanks. Asteroid City. I think Wes Anderson is a geek of a director, and his movies are always just hilarious. Yeah. And so this one's about like supernatural and like space, and like that's just my kind of jam. So I'm all about it. And then That's I had the to get a bonus Steve pick. Carell, right? I believe it's got a lot of people. A lot of people. It's in a it. classic yeah. Wes Anderson cast. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Will uh not Will Ferrell, but uh Tom Hanks is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'm trying to think who else. Margot I mean, Robbie, Jason Margo- Schwartzman. A, I mean Schwartzman, I think, is in like every single yeah. Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, he's good. Sorry, but I had to give. I need a bonus pick in here because Lord Huron, the greatest band in the world, created the music for a movie. It's an indie film called The Starling Girl. Oh, interesting. So I just wanted. I had to. I had to share that because not every day is your favorite band making. uh, I guess the soundtrack for a movie. Yeah. No, I love it. That's a great. Those are great choices, there, man. Um, anything else you want to add before we move on to, to this? I'm big just sh- looking forward to your list, man. Yeah. You're the movie buff. 
Well, okay. So I also I'm a movie buff, but I'm also someone who lives for the summer, uh, sim- summer blockbusters. You know what I mean? Like I go into the summer now. I mean, I I swear I've got a better. You guys are all gonna be like, oh, Kevin. You know, uh, of course you pick those movies. Uh, but uh, I swear that, that I I watch a lot of movies, and I think these are all gonna be great films. So for me, Oppenheimer's my number one. You know, number one director in the world. You know, I think Hans Zimmer returns to this. But the thing, the thing, the thing that's pulling me in for this movie is old Peaky Blinders, uh, Killian, you know, Killian Murphy. You know, I think, I think that he's going to be. He's never really had a lot of. Uh, I guess he's worked with uh, Christopher Nolan in the past, um, with you know the Dark Knight series and also with Inception. But he's never really been kind of the starring man of a show. I think he was recently in uh, what is that quiet movie? Um, where they can't talk, and it was the second one by um, John a Krasinski and Emily Blunt. A Quiet Place. Thank you so much. Um, he was recently in that. I thought he was fantastic in that, and I think Peaky Blinders is one of the greatest Netflix uh, series of all time. So it's going to be great to see him do this. I think he's really going to epitomize this. One thing about Killian Murphy is that he is going to act his ass off for any scene and any moment. So I think it's going to be great to see it all happen. I think there's a great cast behind it, and I think it's just great to, after Tenet, you know, I think a lot of people forget about Tenet just because of the time frame it came out in 2020. I think this is really the real comeback um, for for Christopher Nolan, and as Norman, I love it. So uh, he also, number two, is- he create they're going to create the first nuclear weapon detonation without CGI. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah, it's legit, man. I can't wait to see it, dude. I cannot <laughs> wait to see it, dude. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. That's a great point. Um, Flash is my number two. Now I've been a big DCU. DC guy, even, you know, with the Ezra back in the Justice League, I even enjoyed those. You know, for me, this is rumored to be kind of like the restarting point for the new DCU, and we can go into that even deeper, but it's just going to be a good movie. You know, you got Batman, you got a new different alternate version uh, of Superman, but it's it's Supergirl. Um, I think, and you know, from what all the reviews say, it's just exciting. I love Christopher McQuarrie, who did um, the It franchise, which I love those movies. Second one, actually, eh, for me, the more I think about it, but, you know, it's going to be a movie that I think is going to be, you know, putting people some asses in the seats. I think there's a reason that that um, Ezra Miller, you know, with all this, all this, you know, I, I mean, really, I think the press dunk, junket is just with Michael Keaton. They're not even talking about Ezra Miller. So I think they have so much faith in this movie that it's going to be fantastic. I mean, Tom Cruise was talking about how this was just one of his favorite or he recently saw it, loved it. And that guy doesn't even really watch movies, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, I mean, it just everyone just talks and hypes up how amazing it is. So. I'm really excited for it. I think DC, you know, the old DC is going to be a great bridge from the old DC to the new DC. I put a good cherry on top of the old DC that, you know, fans like me love. Um, and I think it's going to be a good tribute to it all. And hopefully my dream goal is that Christopher, or, uh, Christian Bale returns in this movie as well. We'll see. I don't know. Oh my I, God. I, I don't know. I'm, that I'm, would be awesome. I, I'm hearing that. that, that awesome. I haven't heard anything. I've just heard theories about it. There's a lot of, things that it might happen so i would absolutely love if that happened and hell maybe even if, if somehow superman returned that'd be kind of insane too i don't think that's going to happen but that i mean i would throw it over the top but i've just heard great things um spider-man across the spider-verse probably my favorite movie of all time that i had no expectation of loving as much as i did is that is that a true what do you guys think did you guys have expectations what a great category that was yeah sorry it's, yeah. it's a no, it's a, I, it's a, it's a <laughs> would you agree I mean, it was, it, it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it would be like just a kid's movie, you know? But it, there was Honestly, so much depth to it. It, it, <laughs> it might so, be my favorite yeah, Spider-Man no, I, movie I of all it. time. 
whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa, it might whoa. be. It was that good. It was that good to me. The story behind it. So I think and it, it made about a half a billion dollars the first time because people like you and me didn't have the highest expectations, didn't know what to expect with it. It's just another just a kid's film under the Sony umbrella. So for me personally, I'm thinking they're going to be doing it, you know, kind of like if you guys know of Tears of the Kingdom, essentially just took one of the greatest movie games of video games of all time and essentially made it better to where you almost forget about that one. So I think hopefully they just do the same with this, add a new layer to it of just excitement. And I, I think it's going to be a, 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 not a pleasant surprise this time, but, you know, it's going to be a home run. Just, it's, you know, it's going to be uh, the Aaron Judge of the movies this summer if you're into sports. <laughs> um, and then my four and five, this is what's a little boring. I actually had as, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on there, and I had Fast Five as my number five. And then number six, I've already run through those two, but number six is, is Barbie for me as well. Um, so, I mean, is there any, any others you guys can think of where you were kind of missing you guys are also excited for? I don't, I I don't just, have a list. In I front think of just me. Barbie like, was, is such a mystery that when was the last time there was a mystery like this surrounding a movie? Right. You don't really know what yeah. it is. What That's why I had to add it, it onto the list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely yeah. agree. It's brilliant um, marketing. Yeah, and, and then you know, I think we're gonna. I think yeah, I think you. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think you do. You know, what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a lot of different lists. I think we're at the hour mark, so I, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of you guys' time. Thank you guys so much for doing this with me today. This is episode one, but you know, we got a lot of things coming. This is just the beginning for us. Um, you know, and uh, I think, I think I'm excited to be back to the movies. Movies are back. Film industry is back. This is the first great summer since 2020. I think it just feels so oh oh so good. Um, and man, do I, did I miss it? So, Hey guys, I appreciate you guys all jumping on with me today. Do you guys have anything you guys want to say before we log off? Just want to say thank you, sexy Kev for bringing us on. Hey, my pleasure guys. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you guys. I love it. I love podcasting. We're listening. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. I love podcasts and I love talking (laughs) movies with you guys talking shop. So, all right, follow, uh, follow us at, Filmaholics Entertainment Podcast. Um, I'm going to be posting on my Mr. Kevin Corcoran, which is my entire name, which I hate that I added that to this, but uh, it's my YouTube. I'm going to be creating an actual channel for this too as well. Um, And uh, hey guys, I'll see you for episode two. Looking forward to it. Talk to you later. Stay sexy. Stay sexy, baby. Come on now. Peace.